Welcome back to Between Takes with Opal Entertainment. I'm Aiden Driscoll. And I'm Olivia O'Neill. And today, we're going to talk about what we talk about and why we talk about it. And we'll be sharing some insight on Aiden's thought process as well as my thought process. We'll also talk about our thoughts on the thoughts that we have and why we think the thoughts and whatnot. We'll have a little discussion about discussions. So if that's your jam, sit back and enjoy this week's episode of Between Takes. Welcome, Welcome back, back to Between Takes. I already said that in the intro. To, uh, between Takes Social Entertainment. Okay. Bada bing, bada boom. How you doing, Liv? I'm doing good. How are you? Pretty good. 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 So um, the way our studio is laid out is we got like a sliding door at the end of it. And then there's like this little like balcony deck thing right outside. Sounds really li- luxurious. It is. It's very, but... I mean, it's kind of just a wooden deck outside. <laughs> yeah. That's like a second story deck thing. Um, and it's very nice. It's very nice. It's like, especially tonight, it's, it's very, it's cool. It's probably like in the 60s. And mm-hmm. it was a nice ruckus breeze blowing by. And so I just went out there with my guitar for a little bit earlier. Um, but I forgot to close the screen door. And it's still summer enough for there to be a lot of bugs. And I accidentally let a lot of bugs. I, I let a lot of bugs into the studio. And they're just chilling up on the ceiling right now. And I don't. you probably can't hear it too well on the mics. But I, whenever there's a silence, there's this like very low... <laughs> I can't even really describe it. It sounds like like a block away like a car is like peeling out or something like that. Yeah. That's exactly. But it's like just a hundred little bugs up on our ceiling. So not optimal, but I think it'll be fine. We'll deal with it as we go. All right. I feel like I had a good story. We had something we wanted to share yesterday. I had my thought. Do you want me to share my oh, thought? That was like a quick. It's kind of a, yeah, it's kind of a dead end thought. We'll see. Let, let me, let's um, see we'll contribute if you feel like it. So we've talked a lot about, um, you know, like we've keep coming back to beauty. We talk about that and try and redefine it and further, further exemplify what we think it is and all that. Um, we have spent, I've spent a lot of time just in my personal life. And I think I've brought it into the podcast, um, trying to like define my terms and try and lay down these objective standards and go like, this is what I think it is. This is a format of how, whatever it is, good music, good movies, um, whatever it is, is, um, and like a week ago, I, I, I'll just walk you through my thought process. So I was just kind of walking along <laughs> thinking to myself, I don't remember how my mind got to here, but I was thinking like, you hear this thought of like, you know, oh, uh, I remember one time I was in a grocery store and a lady asked me, I was had my headphones in and she asked me what I was listening to. And so I was talking to her. I don't, I think it was Orrin Livy. I was listening to Orrin Livy. And, um, she asked, you know, is he good or whatever? And I was like, yeah, I like him. He's cool. I kind of described no, the No, I'm, I'm listening to someone. I, no, I hate it. I it's garbage. really don't like I mean, I have listened to music I dislike because people tell me that it's good. And then I listen oh, to it. as and, like a test or something. Right. As like homework to be like, oh. So I, anyway, gotcha. that's my point, point later on. Uh, that's okay. I forgive you. Um, but she asked me, well, there, is there, are there any bands today that are as good as the Beatles or something like that? And I was, and, and I was. <laughs> I, I reckon I was like, okay, I don't really like the Beatles very much. I've been on record to say that before. Um, but I, you're you're allowed to like the Beatles. So what I said was like, yeah, there are plenty of bands that are as good as the Beatles. Plenty of bands that sound very different than the Beatles, but I think are just as good, if not significantly better than the Beatles. Now again, that's my personal taste. But I, I, I recommended like the other favorites. I was oh. like, they're they're kind of similar to the Beatles. They're they're like. A good combination of like folksy, but like some cool like roots and rock stuff going on there, mm-hmm. and they're they've got like a cool experimental but also nostalgic feel to them. Um, so if you really like the Beatles, and I know they both love the Beatles, and they're both you know very inspired by the Beatles. Mm-hmm. So I said the other favorites are really really good, and they're a pretty small band, and so maybe she listened to the other favorites. But that came back to me the other day in that conversation, and I was like, I wish I would have said this. And, and plenty of people have said things like this. Adam Neely, uh, Josh Turner, good like people who like listen to a ton of music, past and present and all that. Mm-hmm. And something someone asked Josh Turner at one point, like, do you think pop music will ever be as good as it was? And Josh Turner was like, it never stopped being good. It just changed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I w- was thinking about that. And I was thinking like every quote unquote groundbreaking musical moment in history some people loved and some people hated right some people probably hated Bing Crosby because his voice was so different than anything they'd ever heard you know Mm -hmm. 
but plenty of people loved Bing Crosby and he became successful. Mm. Great. I love Bing Crosby. I'm, I'm happy that he became successful. I am in love with him. <laughs> he is my favorite person. Um, yes, I, I would say he's a great, yeah. he's an, inc- but yeah, he's not like the f- most phenomenal singer of his time. I don't no. think, a- but he's, I, I guess, charming, charismatic, like likable. And- even that saying the most phenomenal singer of his time. Mm. I think that's, I don't know. I guess I, I'm thinking not even like comparing the quality of his vocalism to others vocalism, which I'm not sure if is a word, but just like historically how voices progress mm. and change. Um, so I, I just, sorry, let me just, yeah, just yeah, yeah. finish getting to this point. Yeah. You know, uh, Stravinsky writes the rights of spring and it was so weird that there were literally riots in the street. <laughs> um, I, and I'm jumping around a lot and I don't necessarily have the exact dates or whatever laid out, but then jazz comes along in America and I don't know if there were literally riots in the street, but it was like a, a very niche ghetto music genre for a while. Then it, kind of brought got brought a bit more to the mainstream it became a bit more normal um then that progresses further and becomes you know miles davis herbie hancock later you know hmm. 20 40 years later depending on when you define the start of jazz um and then kind of around the same time all of a sudden we get the invention of like electric guitars become more mainstream oh, we get sure. elvis we get artists like elvis and um chet atkins it is chet atkins yeah that's who i was thinking of okay um who, who, you know, that's changing. That's changing how music works. And then you get Jimi Hendrix, and then you get the Beatles. And I mean, again, I'm not sure the exact chronology of all this. Um, then you get like 80s synth pop. And then mm-hmm. even that, you know, pop music, quote unquote, isn't a genre, it's a market, right? Right. It's just what's pop. Frank Sinatra was pop, as were Queen, as was. Uh, Mariah Carey, you know what I mean? And yeah. the actual style popular. of music is so different. So pop music is just a market, but that's a slightly different discussion. I would say nowadays pop music follows the same form. Sure. Like I, folk I would music argue... might, there might be like the Lumineers, but would you call them pop? Even though they're like, their songs are sometimes played. I would say that they are pop in that, yeah, they're massively successful and are selling out arenas. Okay. I wouldn't, I would, but I wouldn't call them pop. I would say they're pop in terms of the market that they fit in. But as I terms, would, okay, in terms of the genre of music, here, here's what I'll say: in 50 years, I wouldn't be at all surprised if the Lumineers are referred to as pop. Okay, yeah. Because they fit in, they fit into the same market as Billie Eilish because they were both selling out arenas, even though their music is very different. I just feel like nowadays, what's on the radio under like the pop sure. stations sound very much alike to each other. So I'm wondering what genre that is. What I'm saying, though, is that in Frank Sinatra's day, that was exactly the same. He was on the radio, as was Ella Fitzgerald, as was... I can't. But we call that jazz. No, but that was pop. I know, and but we call the genre jazz. We call it jazz because we've had 50 years. You think? I know we've had 50 years, but yeah, that's... They didn't call it... They knew they called it. It was pop, and that it was popular. But this genre was jazz. But that's the thing. I think I I would argue that Bill Eilish and the Lumineers are both pop. But I would in the terms of market, and I think I know. What, so but I'm listen to what me. The genre listen, is. I would. So yes, I think Frank Sinatra. The genre is much closer to jazz. Is jazz? Yeah. Lumineers, I would say, is alternative indie folk. Billie Eilish is experimental. Yeah, that's trap. what I'm curious about. Is like what on the radio these days that is considered pop? What is the most the genre that's that is that most defines the market of, of the pop, the pop. Yes. okay okay i'm just curious what we call that because sure people usually just call it pop music so right so you're asking of the top 40 playlists out there today what is the most common denominator genre yes okay gotcha yes. gotcha gotcha okay because i i agree with you on the market thing i i think that is is correct mm-hmm. but what within the what market, is ariana grande was billy eilish was um, justin yeah. bieber what are and, and I if guess, you don't know and that's fine i'm right. just like curious what and i guess i i wonder because i think music will continue to progress and change and there will be more and more subsets and and niche genres yeah. within that well where where we i feel like we kind of won't know what ariana grande is until we've had 30 more years and a thousand other artists I mean, imitating her Things that were in the pop market in the 80s and 90s, we just call 80s music. 
We yeah, and we, we just today. call nineties music. Sure. So maybe we'll call it something like that. So that's right. different too. Sorry about that. It's okay. We're not okay. Right. Because we know what eighties. We think we say eighties music. We know what that sounds like. Sure. But it, we wouldn't call it anything else. Right. And and so I guess that's the thing. Yeah. We say fifties music. We all assume because of the top. The, the top pop stuff that was on the radio, right? We think of doom, 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 doom. We think of that type of stuff, yeah. right? Doo-wop things. Doo-wop. Yeah, that was very, very popular. But at the same time, in the 50s, was also uh, Miles Davis, hmm. who was so not doing any of that, you know? That's crazy. Um, was also Frank Sinatra, who was not doing any of that. So, you know, I, I think... And, I mean, we also need to think about, like, artists that became known and more popular... After their years. Right, right. And not, like, what was actually right. being listened to on the biggest scale. Yes. Like, a lot of artists, as far as, um, like, painters and stuff, I think of, right. like... Because be- you mentioned before um, singers starting something, or bands, sorry, and then people really not liking them. Sure. And yeah. I think that happens a lot with, like... Yeah. Painters like yeah. Van Gogh and and I think that's kind of that. what I was saying about like what is the contemporary genre, not yeah. market, but genre. Yeah. Um, and I think it's kind of I don't think I I don't feel confident. I don't know. There's not enough to compare it to. You yeah. know what I mean? So in 30 years, there I, will be much more to compare it to I, where we can come up with new names, new terms, or whatever it is, yeah. right? And I guess I just bring this up as well is because it wasn't that long ago that jazz was our con- like our main pop yeah right that's just crazy to me yeah i feel like our music has come such an interesting direction yeah and it makes me it's like oh cool but part of it it makes me a little bit sad why we still have jazz right yeah but the pop dealer stuff is just so um like yucky sure so the, like the culture around yes yes i agree <laughs> i would argue i I think if you hung out, Frank Sinatra singing "The Way You Look Tonight" sure. is so much more wholesome. Sure, than it is more anything. wholesome, yes. But there were also stricter censor laws back then, which is like I'm okay with that. Yes, yes, but I'm, I will say I don't think the lifestyle of the average well, no, jazz jazz artists, you know, for the past centuries and centuries, well, I think sure. the lifestyle of almost everyone. I, I, it still existed. I, I understand yeah, that. Yeah. I understand. I'm just talking about sure, the actual music sure. that we put into our ears. It's sure. And so I guess I would say, yes, there's the there's the wanting the, the wholesome nostalgic side of it. But I would say, you know, hip hop in the 90s and jazz in the 20s had very similar cultures. They were I know. grungy ghetto street music, right? Um, that the average mainstream people didn't regard as music. They regarded it as noise from the ghetto street people right um even okay even frank sinatra no not by frank sinatra i'm saying the 20s i'm saying way back oh way back yeah yeah Um, no i yeah i understand so i'm just saying that like as far as culturally yes i think music progressing is only good i think music continuing to change and be added to is only good i think culture is different but culture and art are so intertwined with each other, it's hard to draw those distinctions, right? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, all this to say, I was, because exa- exactly that, that, that's what I was thinking of, is, is what's better and what's worse, and all these things. And I realized for myself, I don't, I, I like these debates. I really like these mm-hmm. debates, but it's not, be- I think part of it is because I want to like define what is what, but I don't think it's primarily that. I like defining my terms for the purpose of communicating clearly to you. You know what I mean? I, I like <laughs> defining my terms for the purpose of you. Well, under- I can tell you. No, yeah. no, no, no. no. <laughs> for, for me to say, hey, when I say jazz, this is what I'm meaning by jazz. Like articulating? Right. Yeah. For me to very clearly say, when I say jazz, I don't want, you know, not that I don't, I don't it's not that I'm trying to control your thoughts, but it's no. like, if I say jazz or folk and you assume Herbie Hancock and Simon and Garfunkel, I'm going to say, sure, yes, they fit under that umbrella, but... That's not primarily who I'm thinking of. Yeah. Specifics within there. Yeah. So I like defining my terms and all that for those purposes. But I think the primary reason I like these discussions is because I'm further, for that exact reason, I'm further articulating and refining my own taste. Hmm. Anyway, that's a very long-winded way of You're saying that was the You're building your minor... mind. You're building your yeah. ideas. And... Right. Yeah. 
I'm I'm expanding the repertoire I think, of my arguments. I think <laughs> it is the natural like human the way we're made to like solve problems and life and carry on discussion is to have a goal in mind which is right. to find the answer. So it's not like I don't think that's inherently like a bad thing. Right. Obviously you don't want that to be your focus and like and and you'll miss out on right. other parts of discussing and and yeah. traveling to d- different ideas and so right. I agree with that but I do think it's the natural like I want to know this answer to yes. this question I'm yes. going to come with and it doesn't mean it's the and answer for all of time and you're like stopping correct. it's just like for tonight this is what I think I'll probably reflect on tomorrow and think of something totally different and it's about being open minded yes. but at the same time having a passion to discover oh you're firing so many things you're getting things so many started um in bad things no no no, just things that i want to like elaborate on Mm -hmm. i want to touch on one thing that you said um about that i think is true this i mean part of it is specifically how my brain works and you know this about me and i think after we talked about on the podcast i'm a very external thinker i don't just sit to myself and think about it and then come and present a fully formed opinion. I say, Hey, here's kind of what I think maybe. And I might backtrack immediately and I might reinforce it. And I'm depending on what someone else says, you know? Right. So I was talking yeah. to my friend Stuart a couple of days ago and in the middle of that conversation, I had this like, Oh, that's why I do this. You know what I mean? I don't remember what exactly we were talking about or what exactly it was. Mm. I probably should have written it down. <laughs> so, cause it was like a, it wasn't like a major revelation about who I am, but it was like a little thing where it's like, Oh, I wonder if that's why I have a tendency to whatever it was. Yeah. I probably should have remembered. <laughs> um, must have not been that influential. Been, yeah. Either that or influential or, uh, my back. Anyway. Um, what was the other thing you said that I wanted to touch on? About being open-minded and about changing your mind tomorrow, there's a way of doing that that's so wishy-washy and you don't have a backbone or conviction in what you think. I don't think you have to say the Beatles are the best band ever and until someone tops that by my standards, you know, music peaked in whatever year their last album was. Mm. I don't think that is the right way to have these discussions. You're... you're, you're, you I just don't have, think it's beneficial. Well, it's like doesn't allow for discussion. Yes. When you think yes. that way. Specific, like completely right. and not, and that's what I mean by open-minded is like you have this yes. opinion that you have ideas backed up for, this is what I think, yes. but you're talking to someone and you're going to hear what they're saying and it yes. might reinforce why you like what you do or it's going to say, oh, actually this is what. Right. Um, tell me if you don't want to go this direction. Okay. I think I'm more open-minded than you. Interesting. And just in regular discussions? Yes, because I can present opinions or thoughts that I don't necessarily agree with, I don't necessarily hold to, just presenting them for the sake of us discussing them, and you go, I don't really want to talk about that. I don't see the point of going there, right? I'm not saying that it's like, oh, you're, I'm a better person because I'm more open-minded. I'm yeah, merely it's saying not, the way that I think of... It's not merely because of that sometimes. I'm Sure. Not okay. Merely, you know, it's okay. just the situation or where we're doing. Right. I don't feel like talking about Sure, that. sure. Because I know it's going to be a long thing and I don't want to say... Because so, I know you hold those conversations, so... That doesn't mean I'm saying, oh, Liv said that one thing. She has to always... I mean, this is exactly what we're talking about, right? So if you say something and you backtrack on it later, and I, if yeah. I bring that up in a discussion and I say, you said this at one point, yeah. you can say, oh, that was... Two weeks and ago, I, offhandedly, well, when I said that one yeah. thing, and I don't I, really so think I'm of still that. learning to do that because that's not necessarily easy for me. I like to think things through all sure. the way in my brain before I like speak right. it out. So I do think that it this is like help. Like I would like to keep going in this direction. So maybe that is changing. Hopefully, right. Right. Um, as far as being more open minded. That's fine if you disagree, and maybe it's a specific way. I haven't that thought. I'm thinking oh, of it right I'm now. more open minded than Aiden, or Aiden's more. I haven't thought that way before. Sure. Um, and I, again, out of a random standard I pulled out of the air just now, yeah. I thought, hey, because I, you know, that was another thing I was talking with Stuart about, is we both love, for the sake of reaffirming, that sounds so like coddling, I don't want to say like that, but okay. for, for the sake of exploring, oppose, you know, I have my opinion on whatever it is. Mm. And if you present me with a slightly opposing opinion or, or something that pokes a little hole in my thought, and my response is, that is stupid. You're an idiot. Why would you bring that up? That's not a healthy mindset for me to have. Right. But if you say, hey, have you thought of these things? Whether you agree with it or not. It's, and that yeah. even there. The, I think the point of these things is not about 
it's not about the, the, the personality or the morality or the soul of anyone discussing it. It's merely about people exploring these thoughts and ideas, which has a, a I think black hole you can get sucked into. I have a hard bad. time doing that. Right. And I think that's also why I think as far as open-mindedness goes, I think from what I've like talked to other people, Bugs it's a big me. bug flying around. <laughs> um, I think when someone expresses an idea to me, I find it fairly easy to. Oh gosh. Oh, okay. Is that a wasp? Yes. I don't think it's. Well, hang on, Liv. You're good. You're good. It's up in the ceiling. It's down there now. You're good. Where? It's down under the coffee table. All right, folks. Give us two minutes. <laughs> Yeah. All right, we're back. We're back, folks. We got it. <laughs> that was scary. <laughs> I was talking about open-mindedness. I think when someone presents an idea to me, I can put myself in their shoes and think about why they think those things. Sure. So I, in that way, I think of open-minded. Okay, yeah. But yeah, I do know that sometimes we have talks and I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm done now. <laughs> right. Because that is something that's pretty cool, but you can go on and on and on. Sure. For like hours and hours if you wanted I mean, to, right? Which is yes. not a bad thing, yes. but there's also like, I think it's okay for me to be like, I'm, I'm not so, talking about So this I do have like, you and I, I think our principles, the foundation of why we believe what we believe, and I would say even what we believe, I would say are very similar, right? For the most part. I don't right. know about why we believe what we believe. Okay. Yeah. But, but the main, I mean like foundation of, of how we want to live our lives and how we want to hold ourselves, yeah. I would say are very similar. Yeah. How we exactly act them out and how we, that, that interacts with day-to-day life, right? Yeah. That's different. It's obviously different because we're different people. Right. Um, I spend a lot of time bouncing around and going, okay, you know, I, I read um, C.S. Lewis and Ayn Rand and Plato and they may have, you know, very different thoughts on, on a very similar thing, right? Mm-hmm. That's really intriguing to me to hear all the different sides. When, when I, and, and I just subconsciously do that, I'll say, hey, have you thought of this? Again, not because I'm agreeing with it, but because it's like, I think a consistent thought process and a consistent ideology is important mm-hmm. because I see so much inconsistency in the world where people say, this is, you know, there's just all these double standards that people have in their heads. And I think like that's, I, it's falling apart. I feel like their ideology mm-hmm. falls apart. So I bring it up to try and say, you know, if, if, Anyway, that's a different thing. But I do that a lot when you and I are discussing things, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll present four different thoughts and ideas. Because you're putting yourself in their shoes and you're thinking through that thought process, does that wear you out by the <laughs> end of that discussion? Bit. I think so. So I don't know. So if that's something point. I'm yeah. learning and working on. It. And I think there's just times where you're ready to talk about stuff and times that right. you don't want to. Right. And today is one of those days that we get to dive right in. And, you know, I think like. The things that I think about in the day are different than things that you maybe think. Like, yeah. I think I think about, like, and maybe for good or bad, <laughs> I just had this interaction with this person. Now I think about that for 30 minutes after mm. and think, like, what could I have done differently? Was there something I should have really? said? Really? You know, I think about, how is Elizabeth doing? Is she doing well today? I know that she did this and this is Like, that's how my brain is just constantly, like, thinking about people. And sometimes I'll be thinking about, like, this song or this, like, thing I read. or hmm. But a lot of times it's, like, interactions that I have had and it could oh. be like 10 years ago that just pops into my brain and i think about what i did and didn't do and that happens so rarely for me okay Interesting. so it's, you're much more like are you would you in, say you're more like relationship focused you're focused so. on like how were these interactions and, and those, how, those, how those are just like random thoughts that are in my yeah i would sure. say and sometimes it's more it could be like a lyrics to a song or something sure. but i know you have a lot of thoughts about like or or if i'm reading something pertained that day i'll think about that right. too but more often than not, it's the right, like in the present, in the relationship. Whereas setting. my when my, my mind wanders, my random thoughts are are normally this thing I read or this thing I heard that one person say or this or conversation I had. Or how you want this next song that we're or, writing to go? Sure, or, yeah. And yeah. I have a hard time doing that when I'm doing something else. Yeah. I have to like Whereas sit down and like where think my mind, about. It. I, yeah, which is yeah. really I'm jealous of that because <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> and I'm trying to work. Out, I sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm consciously going to think about this song that we're writing mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. But then I end up messing up. My my job is very detail oriented. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway. Um, I had another point. Oh, let's go back just a little bit, if you don't mind. I just. I do not mind. Good. Okay. <laughs> um, going back a little bit to t- t- taking 
when we're discussing ideas and disagreeing with things, taking that personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't... I think the times I take it personally are the times where I feel like I'm... It's much more um, like occasionally, this isn't like a consistent thing. No, with people. I present an idea and people interrupt me and try and read and try and finish my thought. Mm-hmm. And I say, no, what I mean is, and I'll just get halfway through and then they'll interrupt me and they'll try and say, oh, yeah. this is what you mean. I know mean. I've done that before to you. Right. But and, it, and so it's also like, sometimes hard when you like, at some point you have to interrupt you because you just keep talking and talking and talking. Sure. But I, I, I guess. So I, in, in certain contexts, yes, to... in certain contexts, I'm very rambly in certain contexts. I'm very consciously thinking through and saying, I feel like in order for me to fully get out the full picture yeah. of my thought process on this thing, I need to explain all these different things. Yeah. So, yeah, and sometimes, and sometimes it's just not I the time and place, I right? I take it that way is like, and even though like I hear you and I understand you as you say that right now, things that I don't like in a discussion is feeling like I'm being talked to. Sure. Or and feeling like so, I'm controlling who's like, allowed to talk when or whatever, Yeah, right? or it's yeah. like, why am I even here? Sure. If I, like you could but, be saying this to a wall. Cause no, you're but not, that's the difference. Because... Is I, I, I just think that right. once in a while, sure. that is the type of discussion that I can be part of. And not just you, different yes. people in my life. And I just feel like, what? Yes. Like, it's it's like... Like, they're not talking specifically to you. It's not about the conversation they're having right it's then. Like, it's about them getting on their unloading. soapbox. Yes. And it's like, that's... That's fine like, I'll in certain be part contexts, of that, But part of times, it's like, if this yes. happens a lot, this is like, kind of... Right. Like, I don't want to be part of this conversation. Sure. Because <laughs> like, I'm not sure. being able to interact and share my thoughts, really. Sure. So what about for you mm-hmm. when, cause you and I've had, I've said things to you in, in debates or discussions or whatever that I do not mean at all as any kind of judgment on you sure. that you've taken personally. Okay. And we don't have to go too deep yeah. if you don't want yeah. to, yeah. but what about, what, makes you feel, what what makes you connect your ideas to who you are so hmm. intensely you know what i mean a lot of the things that i think are true come from a belief not from something i've learned mm-hmm. um i have learned a lot of things i have read a lot of books i have listened to a lot of people talk but the reasons i hold an opinion is because of something i've either experienced felt that it was just an idea a thought, like whatever that might be, mm-hmm. you know, I have idea, you know, obviously, yeah. but so when it's, um, when I present it and I don't need, I'm not like looking for someone to agree with me, but for it to be like challenged immediately, um, maybe, or thrown like yeah kind of like okay oh so is you it, know okay then well, that's like a, that hurts my feelings i okay. think yeah yeah i understand that, that might not be that might not be my that might be my issue that i need to work but that's just how right mm-hmm. so two follow-ups for that would you say that when you're talking about what you believe your opinion is based off of what you believe would you say that's like a do, do you uh hmm, this is hard to ask without and I don't know how I'm saying it right. Yeah, go for it. Is though. it just like this gut instinct that you have? Is it like I guess it you, you go through these different opinions and you say, this is the one I connect to the most. This is the one that, I, that makes most sense to me or. Hmm. It really depends on what we're talking about too. Okay. Um, your initial question was, why do you get offended? Not necessarily why do you get offended, oh. but like what, why, what, and I think you answered partially, you know, why, why do you associate, I think who I am as a person and what my ideas are, are so disconnected. You seem to have those more intertwined with each other. Well, I think sometimes they're not, but the way that an, a conversation is approached, whether we're talking about what type of macaroni and cheese is best or what sure. the creation of the earth was, right. whatever. Right. <laughs> Um, I approach those two very similarly. Yeah. And I throw out but, flipping sweet, ideas. Hold about, on. Okay, but sorry. the... Oh, shoot. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's fine. Uh, what was I saying? The way that we approach the conversation with our demeanor and how much we... And the respect that we're showing each other is important to me. Okay. I don't know why. You don't 
I guess like anyone, like I don't, I just, there's, everyone's been part of conversations where it feels like someone's just like explaining something to them. Sure. And then you and feel not, talked down to. Yeah. Them. And that's yeah. like, even if we're talking about macaroni, that is not a very nice way to address a human. So it doesn't really matter what we're talking about. Cause I don't connect my, my being to. Sure. If someone says they like this macaroni better and they, and mm-hmm. I have, I do not feel offended. So I don't think it's actually, so now I'm just re reassessing everything it's like i don't think it matters what we're talking about or how i came to the ideas it's how i'm being talked to in the mm. conversation that i'm just sensitive to or yeah and this is a place i think you and i differ greatly because i'm not as affected by that by the tone or whatever um to me the tone people pick isn't about being nice or respectful to others it's about being efficient and economical (laughs) and productive with how you're presenting your ideas right yeah so yeah if you're being really condescending and obnoxious i think like no one's gonna listen for for those reasons yeah it's like no no challenging is different i would say you don't you don't mind if someone challenges you no absolutely not that's exactly what i was saying a minute ago when people challenge me even if oh i talk with you know me and my dad talk and we'll take turns playing devil's advocate. Sure. And I'll say, this is my thought. And he goes, have you thought about this? Have you thought about this? We both know we both agree on this thing. Mm-hmm. And we will say it purely for the purpose of rearticulate why you believe these things. Yeah. Right. I think that's, that's for me, incredibly important yeah. for me to have an exact, I don't know. And that's kind of what I was saying earlier to have an exact definition. That's why I have these discussions is to further refine and articulate why I believe what I believe, why I think what I think, how I've come to these conclusions. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that's what C.S. Lewis is so good at is is not just saying so-and-so wrote this thing, so that proves my thought. You know, it's so-and-so said this thing. This is what I thought. This is what someone else thought. This is other people's argument to that. You know, and he goes through this whole process of and reaching this conclusion of after I had all these discussions and read all these things and thought about it for a while, I think this is what I most lean towards, yeah. right? yeah. That's how my mind works. I think, yeah. I think, I just think me and C.S. Lewis be friends. That's, that's cool. all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but you're affect. would you say you're affected more in a, um, when someone is like using the wrong tone, would you say you're, you said you're like sensitive to that. Does that mean that like you are affected personally, emotionally, like you're offended by it or is it more of a sensitive to it in the sense that, um, you're wrong type thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Do I think they're wrong if they use the wrong tone? Yeah, I guess that's part of it. It's just hard for me to ignore that if I'm feeling that way, uh, if someone is talking to me in a kind of ugly way, it's hard for me to ignore that and focus on what they're actually saying. Sure. So this is a small, like this is just a thing that I just thought of, of like how I intake information Mm -hmm. and if someone is like talking down to me or like just yeah things like that then it's hard for me to like think about what they're actually saying okay because i'm focused on because that's just kind of hitting me in the face you know sure sure um and that doesn't happen like extreme amounts it's just once in a while i Mm -hmm. have a conversation and that just you know yeah okay so that Going back to like this is this is an area you and I disagree on, I would say. What the tone is not very important to me. Okay. In in terms of how, uh, hmm. part of it is. I love my family, my whole family. We love each other. We know we have this a mutual respect for each other. We all know that every every one of us, you know, we I come from a big family. Every one of us is very educated in certain areas and uneducated in others. And we have certain things that are really important to us that we want to talk about all day long. And we're talking about whatever it is, you know, Captain America, civil war or taxes or, um, the creation of the earth or whatever. And again, we may have very similar opinions. We have drastically different opinions. Mm -hmm. And so just, just by nature of you get a room full of 11 people and we're all talking about the same thing and one of us wants to chime in and it's like, we can't, you know, we're not the kind of people who's just going to pass around the talking stick and then you yeah. present your idea. Yep. We're talking over each other and it's getting loud and aggressive and all that. I'm just, I just grew up with that. So mm-hmm. the tone, and, and none of us took it personally. All of us knew we're not yelling at each other because we're angry. You're yelling at each other because of, I, I need to get this point across to you and those three other people down the couch yeah. are also trying to talk to each other. And did, did you ever get upset by a demeanor that someone had? 
Sure, but I feel like that it wasn't. Um, uh, yes, but it was much more. It was much more specific. I feel like yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah. much easier to see. You know, yeah. we know each other, so we know when Colin walks into the room with this attitude, we're gonna go, "What's going on, dude? <laughs> why, going why do you on, have though? Why do you have this attitude?" You know. Um, anyway, sorry. I, I say that because Colin is typically one of the. Well, it depends. <laughs> I'm gonna throw him entirely <laughs> yeah. under the bus. I said it ironically initially because he has a pretty chill attitude a lot of the time, but he also has a very aggressive attitude in certain <laughs> other areas, right? So that's that's something too where. Certain topics do not get him riled up at all. Certain topics we'll talk about for 10 seconds and he'll jump to 100 um, because he cares about <laughs> it because he wants to get his thoughts out. Um, I think you when, when you were talking about a minute ago, I'm sorry, you're losing it a little bit. No, it's okay. You were talking a minute ago about how I talk at you, right? And it's not actually like we're having a conversation. And that to you can... Correct me if I'm wrong, but some that mm-hmm. like, to you can feel like I'm like monopolizing the conversation, and I'm saying like you know you will sp- you will speak when I allow you to speak, right? And that's not a good way to to talk to people, right? right that's not right. going to make them feel engaged. Yeah, I think when you tell me that you I need to change my tone, that feels very. I th- I would imagine what you feel in those instances and what I feel in those instances are kind of similar, mm. in the sense of like, I don't know, does it make any sense? We're like working out things on our yeah. podcast. <laughs> Honestly, doing it. I feel like having the podcast here as a buffer keeps it more lighthearted and we yeah. don't have to like go into like super long in-depth backstories of why we are who we are or whatever, yeah. which can be very helpful to us sometimes. But yeah. No, I can see why like, but I just don't know how else we would fix. I don't think that being me just being quiet because something makes me feel a certain way is a good way to go about it either. Right. So I'm just trying to think of like, what is the healthy and like right. best way? And I don't right. know. Cause and I think that's where yes. it gets tense. Right. Yes. And I feel like I become more tense when I'm aware. I feel like I'm walking on eggshells because it's like, if I say this specific phrasing or use this specific tone, the conversation is going to shut down immediately. That to me is like, I don't like Tip-toe. living yeah. that way, right? And, and I feel like we should be honest with each yeah, other and, yeah. and communicate our ideas freely. But I also agree. I don't want to just be a jerk to you. I'm not, I don't want to well, use like, that as an excuse. When we talk on the podcast, I will say, like, this great discussion. We never, we're, you're able to say your opinions pretty clearly. I'm able to jump in and do stuff. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, like, when we're in real life, I feel like it's not that <laughs> Is that interesting? We don't have to keep it on this one. But. No, that's, I think that's interesting. So the other night we had a discussion about um the best way to love someone is to listen right remember that a week or two ago where were we up here it was like we were practiced about the lake oh. for a while and then came back and we yeah talked about that for oh a yeah um and in that instance that was an idea i had heard that from michael card and i thought interesting idea and i hadn't really talked to anyone about it so and that's what i'm saying about like me being an external processor and that's mm. where you're right i can't just pin you down and say listen to me because i need to get my thought out and you just need to be quiet the whole time because how i get my how i form my opinions and decide whether or not i agree with things is by talking about it not just me talking but by hearing others opinions on it right yeah. so you helped me form my opinion the other night part of me forming my opinion is getting all those thoughts out and trying to relate it to all these different things and yeah you're right it it it, it is a lot of the times me saying don't talk for 20 minutes and just listen, right? I want to get better at that. I want to get better at, at letting people jump in and listening to them partway through letting them interrupt me mm-hmm. and also me internally, me having things more prepared as before I present them. Um, I say it like it's like this like debate team or lecture or something no, like that. I don't okay. think it's that. But yeah. yes, hmm. um, I talk to you not because you're around. I talk to you because... I care about Liv's opinion on this. Mm-hmm. And again, I think because of how my f- weird flawed brain works is I don't get to the point of asking you, what do you think until an hour and a half into the discussion after I finally figured out what I think? Mm. Cause then I, you know what I mean? Does it make sense? And yeah. again, I don't think that's necessarily right. And I think I should learn how to ask as I go. 
so that I can and like evaluate to... your opinion as you right, like, move on. Right. So, yeah, that's interesting. Huh. Discussions are good, you know, mm-hmm. and words are powerful too. And I think. Knowing when they're used to state like a truth and knowing when they're used to form an opinion are distinct distinctions as yes. well. And it's it's good to like and we know each other, like we've talked to each you know, we've had right. a lot of discussions. Mm-hmm. So I think we kinda know how what we mean when we say certain things, hopefully sure. and stuff. Um and I think both of us it really frustrates us and rubs us the wrong way when people define our terms back to us incorrectly and we feel misunderstood, right? Yeah. That is that is one of the for me or I think I would simplify it or what'd you say? Or just like oversimplify for sure, some reason. That's sure. like, oh. Yes. Yes. And I think that is an area where I do feel uh not like I don't want to say like personally hurt, but to an extent that well, sure. yeah. because it is like for, for many reasons. One is I feel like you weren't listening to me or it's me saying intellectually, I, you know, I, I didn't articulate well enough. It's frustrating. Get, yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah. And it, and it's, um, again, for, for multiple reasons or many levels. And I would say that is one of the most complex part of these discussions is accurately, not, not the idea itself, but your skill at communicating and articulating yeah. and, defining your and terms even though we spent a lot of like we known each other for a long time we still had childhoods and grew up right in different right. atmospheres with different forms of like yes. what words we use and and sure. and and uh forms of argument and yeah. things like that so it is just like a learning process like with anyone yeah to learn how to i mean that's a hard thing people don't yeah. do that very much right we tiptoe right. around we're polite we you know, right. I've not, I might see someone at work for a whole year and still not know certain basic things that I talk right. to you about on the daily. Right. Because we don't talk about things like that. That's weird. Right. So it's cool that we have the opportunity, especially like to have a podcast and different things to practice that articulation right. and like forming an argument, which yeah. is, but it's, it's free flowing, but it's also, we're following a structure that we're creating as we go. It's just cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think about that? I mean, you have a lot more conversation with people. So maybe it's just me not stepping out of my comfort zone and doing that with people that I work with. But you definitely, like, would you say at work you have those opportunities more? With certain. It depends on who it is. And I think that's the thing is I think if, if people, if I share an idea and people respond with, wow, that's really deep, man. I go, oh, you don't care. <laughs> oh. You don't care about these things. <laughs> if I say it and they go, interesting, here are my thoughts on it, then I go, great, let's talk about it. Because I don't want my See, thoughts. See, I don't have that at all in my work. You I would you never just, say... You just don't present your ideas? No, I, we don't. That, ne- that kind of thing never just... Do you just say it out of the blue? Sometimes, yeah. Oh, okay, that's I'm really an out of the cool. blue kind of guy. I wish I was like that. I wish I should try to be more like that. Just try it sometime. Just say, I read this and thought... I mean, with one of my coworkers, Matt, I hear a quote or whatever, and I'll just say it to him. I'll be like, hey, what are your thoughts on this? Mm-hmm. And I'll say it to him. And sometimes he goes, I need some time to think about that. And we part ways for a couple hours, and then we come back at lunch, and he goes, I was thinking about that, Aww. and we talk about it for an hour, you know? Yeah. Um, why'd you go, oh, like I made a friend. That's cute. That's <laughs> She's like, <laughs> cute? <laughs> it's cute that two men are discussing <laughs> these ideas. Sorry. Interesting. Um, it's just sweet. I guess sweet would be the word. Like, he like... He wasn't just brushing you off. He actually right. went off and thought about it. I yes. just think that's cool. Yes, he's a very thoughtful guy. Um, Is it Matt with two T's? Yeah. Do people smell it with just one? <laughs> like a doormat? <laughs> Isn't that with two T's? No. Is it? I don't know. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I don't... I don't like people thinking I'm smart. Well, I do like thinking people people think I'm <laughs> smart, like, but I don't like it when it's when people dismiss something because they're like He's when they're a smart like, guy. "Well, that's too smart for me" or whatever. Because yeah. it's like it's not too smart for you. You can you have the capability of thinking so, about these things, and this is a cool thing to think about. That's when you have to like, and not saying you don't do this, but it, when I hear that, I'm like, okay, now I have to figure out a way to get, help this person right. get out of this. They obviously feel you're younger than them by like 20 years. <laughs> Yeah. You know, right. and you have these opinions and stuff that you share, mm-hmm. and it's and it does sometimes come across as like confident 
Right. Right. Which mm-hmm. isn't a bad thing, but it also could mean maybe mean like, oh, I need to address this situation with this guy differently sure. to help him bring out his ideas. Yes. So the, the the point of the argument won't be necessarily about what you're talking about, but how can you engage this person? And I thought like, that's cool. Yeah. I don't do that with people very much, but yes. I think that's like really useful. I, I agree. Okay. And I also can see, hmm. It's really difficult for me to see changing myself, not be lying. You know what I mean? Changing how I talk, depending on who I'm talking to. I do that a little bit here and there, right? But you don't really do that. Uh, But I mean a tiny bit. Yeah. I, you know, Ethan has been helping us with sound stuff. Yeah. I act around Ethan different when he's helping us with sound a little bit. Then when we're hanging out at church or Bible study, right? Oh, sure. The environment's different. And yeah. it's like, I'm not in charge at Bible study. I'm no. in charge at the house shows. Yeah. So, and, and that's he's, normal. That's he's, good. he's relating to it very well both ways, right? Yeah. And we're like, we're good friends no matter where we are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do that a little bit, but I just, you know what I mean? It's no, hard for me to see yeah. that and go, I feel like I'm lying. I feel like I'm not being honest myself. about about what I think. Even if it's just like perspective of your goal for the conversation, that's not lying. I get what you're saying. I, and I understand that and agree that, with that. Okay. But I'm just saying. That feels really hard. Uh, like I'm trying dis- to think of a good way to say it. Kind of. Like not respectful to them. Kind of. It feels yeah. like it's talking down to them. I could see I that. feel like it's a, my brother and his wife talked to their two-year-old son as if he understands everything that they say. And he does understand most of what they say. Mm-hmm. If they said, you hungry? Mm-hmm. That would be so obnoxious to me. <laughs> I, that would make my skin crawl. And I would say, he is a human being and he needs to learn how to talk to people. And he's not going to learn to talk to people if he has to learn a new language, depending on the age he is, right? Mm-hmm. So they talk to him as if he's a person and he's a very smart person. He's only yeah. two years old and I think he's an incredibly intelligent kid. <laughs> yeah. So... I appreciate that. I respect my brother and his wife for doing that. And I respect Charlie, my nephew, for being a smart kid. I feel like if I altered how I talked, it would be... It would probably, I don't know if it would come off this way, but in my head, I feel like I would be condescending. Yeah. Does that I make sense? I can see that. That makes sense. Huh. I don't know if that's I right. Because again, I agree with what you're saying. The, the, when, when, when someone says, oh, that's so deep, I could never talk about that. My instinct is like, I want you to be able to talk about that yeah. if, if it's important to you. If it's not important to you, you don't have to care about it. What I'm saying is I think there's more to our discussions than just whatever headlines well, you're thinking about right now. I just think of like the theater and Scavell and Words Players and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, you do? Yeah. My natural state was not to like be up in front of a bunch of people and be silly. Sure. Like that wasn't an easy thing for me. It wasn't even your forced state. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Um... It was an easy dig. Well, I don't actually <laughs> think that. It was just I a... Know. Sorry, keep going. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this. But it didn't, didn't seem like you they were They gave us, like, rules and stuff and made that seem like the goal, but the goal was actually just to do sure. something with the group or be... Silly. Right. So you're not trying to manipulate your people that you're working with. Right, right. And I think I so often I want know. to have the entire picture in my head all the time. You know, mm-hmm. that's why it's hard for us with music sometimes because I go, you know, we run through this song once and we say, let's fix these things. And we run through it again. And these things are a little bit better. And, and it's hard for me to recognize that because I'm going, yeah, but in my head, it sounds this way and we're not there yet. Yeah. So I'll still say, no, we need to improve these things and I'll skip, you know, and we yeah. talked about that too, about like, I'll skip past the great job. That sounded better. I think we're, you know, or whatever it may be. Yeah. Well, there's certain zones that you're in that. Right. Exactly. That's what we're trying to do. Yes, so yeah, yes. I think we're. But good. you know what I mean? It's it's, I I constantly want a big picture view of everything. Yeah. And when my big picture view of everything is, I want you to. I have these things that I believe firmly, and I I have this way of just talking about things and this way of connecting with people. And when I have to alter that, for this, like you said, yeah, this the the point of it isn't getting this person to agree with me or not. The point of this is simply talking to this person in a way where they feel empowered them, yeah. to engage and talking about something that's more than just what's like happening right now today. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. I just I'll think that, that we were like dead scooter. I missed him. I missed him again. <laughs> I think, 
I, I, and I think maybe you two were just like, uh, what's the word? Uh, I don't know what the word is. We were given a childhood that, that was, we were able to explore this at a young age yeah. and learn how to like, discussions were good and talking yeah. to people was good. And, and I don't think, especially like our public school system is quite the opposite. Right. So people are growing up and not thinking that their opinion of things right. on, well, it's like some things are like really validated, but it's because they believe what everyone else. Believes. Right. So yeah. Yeah. But like their actual like yes. thoughts and personality right. isn't really and being uh, explored at right. a young age. So when they're old, it's really like, where am I? Who am I? Yes. And then we get all these like, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But you know, <laughs> that's why. So. I don't know if that's a why, but that, yes. That's part of it. We can have a discussion about that later on. Um, <laughs> on, on live stream, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, well, that's like, you're right. We don't give people an opportunity to simply, people like me, to simply think out loud. And not determine whether or not you're right or wrong about anything, right? That's something I share that quote with you and a bunch of other people from Kevin McCurry. It's it's better to ask deep questions and give simple answers. Um, and I said it to you just I randomly, flippantly off the top of my head. And I think it was I don't think you and Marge and Mal. I don't remember if you were there. Yeah. I know Mal and Eamon and Marge. I think we're kind of like. I don't think those are mutually exclusive to each other or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I realized, like, I said it flippantly offhandedly as it, because to me it was this like, oh, that is such a good thought. You know, uh -huh. I think I, that's a really succinct way of describing thoughts that I've had before. In the context that he said it, it was at this end of this long video where he was talking about, um, Kevin McCreary has, this, I think I've talked about him on the podcast before. Highly mm -hmm. recommend him. Second Night Kevin, his YouTube channel, he talks about Christian movies and all that. Very, very, very good channel. Very smart guy. Um, and I really like him exactly because, he goes back on himself sometimes. Hmm. He say, hey, I made this video two years ago and I said these things. I've been thinking about it and I think I want to update this part of it, you know? Um, it's human. We change exactly, our opinions. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Over it, time it's because human. of the information that we learn and experience. Exactly, so. exactly. And part of it, you know, he put out all these, started out just putting out Christian movie reviews. This really, really niche market about criticizing, like really, really nitpickingly criticizing and saying, that doesn't make any sense. That's not a human thing to think. That's a bad way to represent atheists in movies. That's a bad way for Christians to see themselves. All these things that I think are really good and helpful for, for, for people to know. Mm -hmm. Over the process, he became pretty well known within the, like, the Christian film industry and a lot of quote unquote big name Christian film writers and directors <laughs> got to know him and they like he's like friends with some of them That's you know awesome. you, do, you know who the kendrick brothers are mm -mm. okay um sorry did they do but, catching faith and something else no <laughs> he did review that one though That's he why did I, yes you should watch it it's hilarious <laughs> can we watch that how, how long is it it's like 40 minutes oh my goodness. they're like in-depth reviews you should watch <laughs> him he's so good he is he's side yes. note Aiden and i watched it a pretty bad Christian. It's so bad. It's like a Christian rom com. Rom -com I guess. Basically, it's that a really, didn't really even. It's a really bad rom com with a couple Christian. of vague Christian illusions partway through. Yeah, it's so bad. It's such a bad. It movie. was. Just it's like, free on YouTube though. So bland. <laughs> so bland. I don't know how you can act and like not have any personality across the screen. But I think, and I think a big part of it was. Sorry. <laughs> I feel like both the main characters went through some, some serious like character development that we didn't actually see. Yeah. Like how he is like this flirty like playboy in the first like four minutes of it and then becomes this sweet, serene, like Christian boy. Christian young man. Except that he seems like extremely much like a lot older. A lot older than her. Extremely. And much. then she <laughs> is like this sweet girl and then is trying to be this like I'm gonna get him to kiss me or whatever. I'm gonna get him to break his rule, he's not gonna kiss me or whatever. Yeah, that was and that this was the that plot. That was the plot. <laughs> I'm not kissing anyone until she's the right one, which is like, that's fine. Right. I'm not against that. And it's that. also like, wow, that's a I don't mean, discussion. We'll get I sound later. like I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kiss people all the time, all day long. Um, but then she it's becomes like totally, thing. I think the last, when she like blindfolds and brings him to the cabin, that's like, this crossed a line. What? <laughs> people that just haven't seen this movie, they're just hearing like, okay. Christian rom-com, blindfold and brought into a cabin. <laughs> but you won't kiss. 
it yeah. is serious. I mean, but I feel it like it is ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> it is absolutely ridiculous. It does not make any sense for them to be that, how they are. But anyway, oh, shoot. Do you know? I don't. I was talking about Sega Night Kevin. Oh, sorry. You were talking about. Oh, the it was the end of this long review, and he, 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 he this long this like thirty minute video where he was reviewing this movie, and he's talking about these things, and he's talking about these points in the movies, and he said something about how it feels like this character who was like an atheist up to this point that converted way too quickly and we didn't actually see him go through the process of believing. Mm. And he said like to, to, he, to him as a Christian, as a, especially as a Christian who has like struggled with his faith and doubted things and asked these big questions and been um, frustrated with the answers he's gotten. Mm. He says, you know, it, it, it comes off as very, you know, you don't have enough faith. You just need to believe more and then things will be easier for you. And I, it's like, that's not, I don't think that's it. I don't think that's what it is. I think believing, yes, that is vital Maybe to our faith. Maybe it's this very, very, very simplified answer yes. of it. Yeah, and that's the thing. And that's, that was his point was it's better to ask deep questions than to give simple answers. Oh. And I think in the sense that, like you going going way back to when you said, you know, in like the public school system today, we, it's, well, this is the mainstream thing, so we're all going to think that. And I guess you can think that over by yourself as long as you keep it yourself and as long as you ultimately agree with us, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's very... As long as you write your papers about... Right. Like, yeah. It's very condescending. It's mm-hmm. very anti-education because part of education is exploring all these different ideas. It's building your mind. Yes, exactly. Not just feeding it. Exactly. And so when you give a simple answer to a deep question it shuts down the conversation and the person asking the question, people like me, people like Kevin, who the way that they think is by having these discussions and by hearing your reaction and by people having the patience to listen to them, that is, I don't know. Again, I feel like it's just anti-education. That's Mm anti-thoughtfulness. That is smushing your brain. Mm -hmm. That's, That's trying to set this bar of intelligence and if you don't meet that, no matter what, if you don't meet it exactly, you're unintelligent. Mm. I think, you know... But it's not even about intelligence anymore. It's just about, like, do you have the right answer? Right, exactly. Which is not intelligent. It's exactly. Just memorization of what exactly. the right answer is. Exactly. You don't have to believe it, but exactly. if you say it, then you're good type right. thing. So right. it's not even a... Yeah. Yeah, all right, well... We got to public school. We'll wrap so up. No. <laughs> we had a whole episode about homeschooling a while back. We might touch on it again. I feel, I feel like some people I know choose to send their kids to school, and I don't think they're terrible people for doing that. Right. So I just want to make sure that's clear. Right. Um, so there's lots to be said. Right. It's about, it's about the child, ultimately. So. Right. Um, anyway, sorry. And I don't think it's even about the individual teachers and the individual classrooms. It's like when we had Dave just on a while When we talk back. about... The government, we talk about the system of the exactly. government. When we talk exactly. about the public school, we talk about the system of public school exactly. that we're disagreeing with. So. Yes, which is part we're of the government. We're not talking about the terrible, well, I don't know. We're not talking about the actual individual people we know that send their kids to public schools as terrible right. human beings that should never be talked to and are... Right, right. We're not saying that. We're not trying... That's not what we're doing here. What we're saying is the, the system in which that we, the, the, the current mainstream education takes place is flawed and I think... Worth talking anti-education about. Mm-hmm. and not nurturing of any thought. That's and what yes, we're saying. And that's what we're discussing. And if yeah, so. So that's that. Well, we meant to talk about something <laughs> else on this podcast, but I feel like if we start that now, we will be in. This was supposed to be the a light um, thing we'll talk about at the beginning, and then we'll get into the deep stuff. Yeah. Um, if this light thing took us an hour, then, then the deep, deep stuff, stuff is. Might have to, Might like have to wait till next well, time. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Do you think that's okay? Are you cool with that? Or did you yes. want to talk about it? No, that? I'm good with wrapping okay. it up now. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll get back to that big topic later on. Uh, next week. You'll know it when you see it. Yes. Next, I'm really excited for next week's episode, which we haven't recorded yet. Well, if we had, I wouldn't be excited about it. Or wait. <laughs> we, we're having We the Least Looking on again next week. That's all I'm trying to say. Ooh, Super you're excited. Them know now. They're going to come back on. Yeah. We're going to chat about some really cool stuff that I think is interesting. If you haven't heard them yet, go back and listen a couple of episodes back. Yes. And then also just listen to all their music. We kind of get to know them as a good. band. And then this yeah. next one is going to be a little bit more about a specific topic that we're going to talk yes. about. Like and let just kind of fly and soar. So It'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> yes. They're very, they're very cool people. Very yeah. great musicians. Great songwriters. Listen to their music. They're amazing. We the least. 
All right. All right. Well, and folks, if you're oh. around, this is coming out on Saturday. So if you're around tonight in the Nashville area, yes. there will be opening for Rayani Jackson. We won't. Oh, they will. They will. We at least will be opening for Rayani Jackson. Along with Harmon. Along with Harmon. Mm-hmm. Um, so check out nationalmusichouse.org. Because mm-hmm. we're an organization, <laughs> not a community. Com. Is that what com is? I don't know. That's just full out of my head. Okay. Um, go to nationalmusichouse.org. To reserve your tickets. Mm-hmm. Yes. You get the address so and everything. So. Yeah, Harmon and Weasley's are going to open up for Rayoning. All of them and bet on the podcast. They're all great people, really cool musicians. And then in two weeks, we got Weasley's and Harmon will be opening for us. Yes. We're so pumped. Super pumped. So. They're going to may or may not join us on stage for a tune or two. Mm-hmm. 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 So, I'm really excited. Anyway. All right, well, let's wrap this up. See you next week for a brand new episode of Between Takes. Mm-hmm.